up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. I don't know if I trust any Chris that spells it with a K. And Eric Fry. Shut up. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's happening out there? Welcome in uh, to a Tuesday edition. It's not Tuesday, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, you know what that means. All this Memorial Day stuff has thrown me off. Yesterday felt like Monday, that's why I thought today was Tuesday. It's Wednesday, you know what that means. And it's also the last day of the month as well. And it's the starting lineup and Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Coming up, we got a good show lined up for you as always. Coming up, we'll be talking to some local sports in baseball and softball. Softball in a couple of games yesterday in a sectional play with a couple of Apollo Conference teams and a couple more will be playing today in a sectional play with FEMA and Muhammad and we'll Take a look at those matchups coming up here in just a little bit. Also, take a whip around a Major League Baseball as we'll hit up on the St. Louis Cardinals victory over the Royals last night and the Cubs getting the victory over the Rays. What? Getting yeah. swept by the Reds and then could potentially sweep the Rays? Yeah. How funky baseball is, man. Jeez, but we'll get into it. Changes by the day, Travis. It really does. I guess that's uh, chalk it up to baseball, bub. Uh, And then also uh, there was a a very uh, significant thing that happened with the uh, San Diego Padres and their TV deal is up thanks to uh, Bally Sports' bankruptcy. And uh, so we'll get into that, what the trickle effects could be uh, to that aspect. And it's also a decision day as well. I mentioned a little bit on yesterday's show, but today is the day and the deadline is 11 o'clock tonight I believe is the official uh, deadline hour Uh, but the decision for players in college basketball to either keep their name in the draft or go back to school we've already had some uh, players going back to school and of course all eyes are on Terrence Shannon Jr. and uh, Coleman Hawkins whether they're going to keep their names in the uh, draft as well and of course we're also uh, keeping a keen eye on Ray J. Dennis as well see if he makes the decision by the end of the weekend 
those two guys coming back to uh, Illinois could uh, significantly uh, affect that decision. So uh, we'll get into that, and we'll talk more Big Ten, Big Ten football. We'll take a quick peek at some of the schedule. Uh, the times are announced for the NBC September slate, so wanted to get into that. And uh, we got to, uh, since Eric is uh, back here on the show, we got to recap NASCAR and a recap NASCAR Pick'em. And there's a suspension that was oh, yeah. handed out. Oh, yeah. So uh, one driver will not be participating in the race. And it's funny who is uh, going to be filling in for him. We'll talk more about that coming up. Ooh, I did not see who was filling in, mm-hmm. but I do know the uh, suspension. So uh, we'll hit up on that. And whatever we don't get to here in the Charger Show, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion and find that on your favorite podcasting platforms there so uh we got a good show uh, lined up for you here in the middle of the week and uh, last day of the month so let's go and uh, let's get it started and let's hit it up with first things first before we get into the show First things first. And we're starting off in uh, baseball, and we're starting off with our uh, two uh, local teams here that we're fans of on the show. And a game that you heard right here on 98.9, that was the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and uh, Kansas City Royals having a two-game mini-series here on Memorial Day and uh, last night. And the Cardinals fell on Memorial Day that I talked about yesterday. And then a uh, bounce-back performance, particularly on the mound from uh, Mr. Miles Michaelis as the offense again struggled to uh, find any runs. I mean, hey, we didn't find any the other day, and last night we at least found two uh, push them across uh, the board as it was one and nothing for the longest time, and then uh, Gorman hit a sack fly there in the eighth to make it two to nothing, and that would be a significant because uh, Gallegos would come in and uh, let up a run there, and also had the tying run on a second base as well, a little dangerous with uh, Bobby Wood Jr. stealing a second base, but hey, he got in a scoring position, uh, but the Cardinals ended up getting out of it, and the Cardinals ended up winning 2-1. to one. Last night, uh, thanks in part to the uh, a great pitching performance turned in once again for Miles Michaelis, who went eight innings of three-hit ball so last what night. What you're saying, Travis, is they tried to give it away. They did, yeah. It was a little scary. They tried. A little dicey there in the ninth inning. But just... Uh... It's a little worried. Couldn't do it. Casey scored a run, and then, like I said, Bobby Witt Jr. got on base, and then he stole second. A little dangerous decision there of maybe possibly making the last out of the game on a steal. But, uh, yeah, they got a little uh, dicey there in the ninth. But uh, Cardinals were able to get out of it and were able to uh, salvage the uh, split of that uh, mini game series and it's been uh, quite the turnaround in the last seven starts for uh, Miles and Michaelis as he turned in another gym last night and that makes it five quality starts now in his last seven and he's went 44 in a third innings giving up 35 hits striking out 35 including 10 last night and an ERA of 1.80 in his last seven uh, starts and as uh, you've getting further and further away from the uh, WBC um, Miles has uh, done 
uh, pretty good in his last seven. Almost at the WBC, Travis, was a bad idea. Almost, almost. And uh, Miles is finally starting to turn it around, and uh, it's the extension that he uh, signed before the uh, season uh, got underway, and this is kind of what you would expect out of him, and his last few starts are exactly what you wanted uh, out of him after he signed back with the club. I mean, you know, uh, against the Reds, saying the Dodgers, his last two starts, he's went seven innings, and then last night he went eight innings, and he's up the, up the strikeouts uh, this time around, doubled them up from the last time out against the Reds last week. So, uh, you know, finally starting to, to get things right for Mr. Uh, Michaelis there, so that's uh, – that's nice to see mm-hmm. as a uh, lower that ERA at a 3.75 on the season. So, uh, you know, at least from that perspective, uh, the Cardinals were turning around. But, man, once again, runs hard to come by uh, once again. But luckily they didn't need a lot of runs. Nope. Your pitching was on point, Travis. Uh, one of the few times we can say starting pitching was on point for you this year. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of too many days to, to say that. Uh, Zach Greinke did decent. You know, he went five innings, only giving up a couple of hits and uh, six Ks. On uh, the other side, it was the uh, bullpen that ended up uh, taking the loss, including uh, uh, Chapman, uh, who I completely forgot was on the Royals. Yeah. But uh, Chapman came in there, and he gave up a run. He gave up that sack fly to Gorman. It could have been a little worse, but uh, the – uh, Wickren came in and got out of the jam uh, there for KC. So uh, the uh, Cardinals uh, split this mini-game uh, series with uh, KC, and uh, now they uh, get uh, two uh, days off here. Yeah, that's right. You know, they get a uh, 10-day off and a Thursday off as well before they uh, travel to uh, Pittsburgh for a little six-game road trip with uh, first off in Pittsburgh and then uh, the start of next week, they're in Texas to take on the uh, Rangers. Still so weird. It is odd. And uh, I thought I saw the other day on uh, Twitter that the uh, Cardinals, before the season, they uh, elected to have this random Tuesday or Wednesday and Thursday off rather mm. than have Memorial Day off. So, Man, whatever. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't do it, but that's yeah, that's me. You know, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, the press conference after the uh, uh, loss to the Guardians on a Sunday, uh, all he was talking about how tired the uh, guys were. So, uh, much needed day off after 19 games in a row there. So, uh, next two days, don't have to worry about games right here on a 98.9 nope. the way of Cardinals and that opens up for NBA Finals yeah, tomorrow yes. night. Don't worry, we will have live so, sports for you. So uh, that's a, a good thing and then also it was a, a good night for the uh, Cubs and a great pitching performance from both bullpens and the Cubs end up winning 2-1 to one as they gave Shane McClanahan his first loss of the season. Yeah, what what has happened these past two games, Travis? I know I wasn't on here yesterday. I talked about the gem that Marcus yeah, showed really through on, on Monday. And now that you know, Hendricks, I, I critiqued him when he when he came back. No, he didn't get the win. Uh it was more the bullpen last night, but Hendricks didn't look awful. Travis, five innings, one run, six hits, three Ks, did have three walks, but then the bullpen came in, Travis, and through four innings gave up one hit. Yeah, and Adbert Alzlai, who I have criticized on this show so many times, gets the save. His second, two innings, four Ks, no hits, no runs, no earned. 
Good pitching performance from the Cubs and Nico Horner with the bat getting the home run in the the first inning that kind of set the tone and uh, then the Cubs scored later. But once again, Travis runs at a premium uh, Mm -hmm. in this game as well. Yep, and you figured it would be with uh, McClanahan on the mound, and he went five and two-thirds innings before he gave away a two of the bullpen, and the bullpen for the Rays only gave up two two hits after McClanahan left the uh, game. But, uh, yeah, back-to-back good pitching performances, Mm -hmm. uh, at least from the bullpen, this perspective, last night. So, uh, like we've been talking about, that's how uh, funky baseball is. You get a swept by the Reds one series, and then the next you're taking two games and you're on the verge of a sweep against uh, one of the better teams in baseball and one of the best records in uh, the American mm-hmm. League in the uh, Tampa Bay race. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but <laughs> I'm not complaining about it. So Definitely not. There, There's not a lot to uh, be uh, complaining about the uh, last couple of days if you're a Cubs fan mm-hmm. uh, there. And uh, they're back at it this afternoon for afternoon baseball there at Wrigley as uh, they'll wrap up the series with uh, Tampa. And it's uh, Justin Steele on the mound. you got to feel confident uh, about him rubbing, toeing the rubber. He did get roughed up his last did, start, yeah. so I am a little concerned. But, again, that was against the Cardinals, and things are different when you play the Cardinals. So. And uh, Zach Eflin will be on the mound for yeah. the Rays, who's yeah. 7-1 and one this season. Yeah, it's a little bit of a – yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of the pitching matchup, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Hey, you got to – Got to McClanahan, and that's yeah, pretty good. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens there with the uh, Cubbies, and uh, see uh, if they can finish off the hopefully, sweep. Hopefully, of Tampa. That's what we're hoping. They're in. Uh, they're in Wrigley. Thirty-nine and eighteen Rays. Yeah. Against the twenty-four and thirty Cubs, we're looking for a sweep. And then the Cubs will have the day off tomorrow to uh, travel out west, and they'll be on the uh, west coast as they'll take on the Padres yeah. this weekend. So The struggling Padres. The yeah. team that no one can see Padres. Right, yeah, exactly. And uh, that's one thing that I wanted to uh, get into a little bit later mm-hmm. with the uh, TV deal that is going to have people looking for games. Yes. Hey, yes. at least not for the next seven days. You can get a trial, and then you have to pay for the MLB uh, of course. app. But <laughs> uh, they won last night, so uh, they got to El Contra again. But mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis Jr. didn't hit a home run for me. Ah. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, Travis. I'm going to try and make up for it today, and I'll tell you how coming up a little bit later on. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, if you're also wondering for my bonus pick of uh, Brandon Lau uh, for the Rays hitting a home run, nah. Yeah. He went one for four. Rays only scored a run. It was Alcantara who drove him in. Uh, Pod- Fernando, they did have an RBI and a walk. He was one for four. Not the homer you were looking for. Yeah, not the homer I was looking for. These so. are not the homers you were looking for. Still a goose egg on on Dinger Tuesday oh, man. for for the show. Eventually we got to get it, right? I mean... We can't go the whole year. You got to get lucky. A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, Broken right? Broken clots right twice a day. That, exactly. So uh, we'll try our luck next Tuesday, and we'll see what Eric's got in store for uh, later on. So uh, let's uh, step away, and let's hit up on uh, some uh, local sports next. Baseball and uh, softball action uh, from yesterday, and to get you set for the schedule for today. Coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup. 
from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Valvoline Advanced can help your engine get more miles. Right now, buy a five-quart jug and get a free STP Extended Life oil filter. That's right, free. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need, when you need them, at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Finding great people to hire is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's pretty difficult, right? Well, ZipRecruiter has mastered finding a needle in a haystack, so they take it to the next level. They make hiring so simple that it's like finding a needle in a needle stack. And that's why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. Here's what it's like to use ZipRecruiter. They have so many qualified candidates that it's easier to find the right ones for your roles. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's a lot of needles. So how do they do it? ZipRecruiter's powerful technology sends you candidates who are a great match for your job, and you can even invite your top choices to apply. So if you want less hay and more needles, head to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now, the starting lineup. With the five wins, I think they'll have enough playoff points. This is Marty Stock at Hoover's Plus with some money-saving ideas. Start with a great... On 98.9 The Game.
welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup on 98.9 the game espn radio Travis sparks eric fry here with you today let's take a look at uh, some local sports from yesterday and except for the uh, schedule today only uh, two games in uh, the uh, softball world that we were looking out for yesterday in uh, Class uh, 3A. That's where we had a pair of Apollo teams in action at the uh, Chatham-Glenwood uh, sectional. And it was the uh, number one seed, uh, Mount Zion, taking care of business as they defeat uh, Springfield High School, the two seed. And they uh, got it there by a 7-2 to uh, nothing uh, final score. And uh, Mount Zion improves to 31-5 and on the uh, season. And uh, they are looking for their sixth sectional title when they play that for the uh, championship on a Saturday. And uh, the last time that they uh, won a sectional was in 2018 and 2019. And they finished in third place that year. And so who will the Braves be meeting? Could it be another Apollo team? Well, it was not to be as Chatham-Glenwood actually got a little bit of revenge as it was Chatham-Glenwood getting the win over the three-seed Muhammad Seymour by the final of 13-0. to And Chatham-Glenwood approves to 29-1-1 on the spring and I said they got a little bit of revenge because last year uh, Chatham Glenwood lost in the Mount Zion sectional championship to Muhammad, and they lost that one a five to four. But uh, hey, they uh, got the win uh, this year. And uh, Glenwood, they're looking for their seventh sectional title, and uh, the first time since two years ago in the 2020-2021 season. And so it'll be a Mount Zion against uh, Chatham and Glenwood in the championship on a Saturday at noon. And the winner will face the winner of the Highland sectional on a Monday. And that'll either be a Waterloo who advanced yesterday in their victory, and they're the three seed. And we'll take a look at the matchup that they'll take on the winner of. And the winner of this uh, Chatham Glenwood sectional will go to the uh, Decatur Super Sectional there in Milliken on Monday. And that was the two games that we were looking out for yesterday. Local sports for today, baseball in Class 3A. We got sectional action there. And the winner of the Mount Vernon Regional, the number one seed of Mount Vernon, they're 22-14 on the season are the Rams. They'll take on the winner of Mascuda Regional, and that happens to be the host school as well, the two-seed Mascuda. They're 27-6-1 on the season. Now what game will be at 4 o'clock. And then the following game is the one that we're really looking out for, and that is the winner of the Jerseyville Regional, the number one seed there, Troy Triad. They're 24-11 and 11 on the season. They'll take on the winner of the Olney Regional, and that's the three-seed FEM Hearts, who come in at 19-15 and 15 on the season. And that game will start approximately 6-30 there in Centralia. And we actually have a rematch tonight, as it'll be a rematch of the fourth game of the season, all the way back on March 25th, Troy Triad. Triad got the win over the Hearts four to nothing, and hey, we'll see if the time of the beginning of the season. Now we'll see if things have changed with how well FEM has been playing with winning a regional title, and they'll be going uh, to get into the title game 
and FEM will be looking for their third sectional championship, and it'll be the first one since 2018-2019. They just captured their 14th regional championship, including back-to-back ones as they won the Albany Regional the other day. The championship uh, for this uh, Centralia sectional will be at, on Saturday at 11 a.m. We're also taking a look at the Lincoln sectional today as the winner of the Muhammad Seymour Regional, Muhammad they're the number one seed, and they're 30-5 and five on the season. And uh, they are going to take on the winner of the Rochester Regional, and that is the three-seed Rochester, who's 19-15-1 and 15 and one on the season. And that game will be at a 4-30 there in Lincoln. And this is also a rematch. you got to go all the way back to April 28th, and Muhammad won that in a close one. They won a 7-2-6 over Rochester. And Muhammad is looking to get to a back-to-back sectional championship appearances. They lost last year in the Champaign Central sectional title game, 7-4 to Chatham-Glenwood. And they would have to face either Chatham-Glenwood or Champaign Central in the um, championship game. Uh, And that game would be on Saturday. And uh, so we'll see if it's a rematch of last year between Chatham and Muhammad. But uh, Chatham, Glenwood, and Champaign Central will uh, square off on Thursday. And so uh, Muhammad will be looking to to get back-to-back there and having one of their best seasons, trying to get it a step further this year around. We also have one game in high school softball that we're looking out for in the uh, 3A Highland sectional, and uh, that'll be the winner of the Bethalto Civic Memorial Regional, the number one seed Highland, 22A and a 7-1. and one. They'll take on the winner of the Centralia Regional, who got the win over Effingham, and that's the Charleston Trojans, and they're the two seed, and they come in at 25-5 and five on the season, and this game today will be at 5 o'clock there in Highland, and the winner of this game will take on the winner of the three-seed Waterloo in the championship game on a Saturday at noon. And Waterloo was uh, a winner last night. And Highland trying to defend their state crown. So tall task ahead for the uh, Trojans as Highland defending, reigning, defending champions of a uh, Class 3A. And uh, uh, Charleston's looking to go uh, to their... Uh, well, looking for their seventh sectional. Uh, well, actually, no. That's regional titles, including back-to-back. And uh, Charleston has never won a, a sectional in a softball. So uh, they're looking to make history. And they'll have to do it by defeating the uh, state champs or last year's state champs there in a softball. So those are the games that we're looking out for. And make sure you stay tuned to uh, the uh, website, fmradio.com. We'll have the uh, scores posted later on uh, this evening. And we'll also be talking about them on tomorrow's show. So make sure you stick around for that. Coming up next, we're still keeping the baseball theme. As we're talking, we talked a lot about the Cardinals and Cubs in the first segment, but we got to get to the rest of Major League Baseball. And we also got to get to that a San Diego Padres TV deal and talk about the situation and a trickle down effect that maybe down the line could affect the Cardinals. So we'll talk about that coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup. From 98.9 The Game Studios, we'll be right back. 
If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You know what they say, spring showers will bring the flowers. And the fresh vegetables and green lawns and healthy shrubs. But only if you plant them. And you can't plant them. If you don't buy them. Well, you can find everything you need right here from local businesses. Gardening tools, soil, landscaping services, tree trimming, seeds, starts. Local experts know what will grow best right here. So you can grow your garden. While you help grow the local community. By shopping right here. Oh, I could use a new umbrella and a raincoat and maybe some new shoes. And I'm thinking about getting back into running and biking. Look for local spring sales. And get some exercise. Spring cleaning is a good start. Time to shop local at places like these. The Medicine Shop at 600 West Jordan Street in Newton. Paler Pharmacy at 203 South Main Street in Dietrich. Niemerg Steakhouse. So delicious, always special, Niemerg Steakhouse. Buffalo Bill's Center of the West in Cody, Wyoming, welcomes you as you enter Yellowstone Park's east entrance. Five museums in one, including a wonderful Plains Indian Museum. Welcome to the West. Buffalo Bill's Center of the West, Cody, Wyoming. I'm Scott Trout, attorney and CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Springfield area attorneys. 2815 Old Jacksonville Road, Suite 103, Springfield, Illinois, 62704. Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with Autosave. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Henry H. Rogers III tweeted, How in the world do you allow, you and Key allow a Bronx-born and raised guy like Max to continue to jump on the bandwagon and say he's the leader of Laker Nation? He's a fraud. You root for your team, win, lose, or draw. Kick him back to New York. I was No, 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 you do not have jurisdiction in this court. This is Judge Key. Judge Key, you are the Laker fan of all fans. This is your town. You lay down the law on Mr. Kellerman. We would not accept his application, nor do we want anyone like that around our organization, rooting from afar or up close. You know the Lakers of Mayersville when you see him. Key, Jay, and Max, weekday mornings on 98.9 The Game. And now, and I also asked Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season? Well, I tell you what, it's um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that. Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup 
on 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Center update. The Bulls may be trying to lock down their big man as Shams Charani is reporting that the team is engaged in extension talks with Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic. The report states that both sides are interested in sticking together, but no contract is imminent yet. The Bulls have until June 30th to work out a deal or he will become a free agent. 32-year-old averages 17.6 points and 11 rebounds with the Bulls last season. The Bears began their second week of OTAs. The team had its first practice of the week at Hallis Hall yesterday. Bears continue their offseason workouts with practices both today and tomorrow. Another team news, the Bears began demolition at their potential site in Arlington Heights yesterday. Chicago Sky stumbled in the second quarter of their 83-65 loss to the Atlanta Dream at Gateway Center Arena. Sky were outscored 21-12 in the second and managed just 25 first-half points. Dana Evans had 11 points off the bench in the losing effort. Chicago now 3-2. They'll host the Liberty on Friday night. Chicago Fire FC will try to extend their point streak in two three matches when they visit Toronto at BMO Field. Chicago drew New England 3-3 this past Saturday. The Fire are 12th place in the Eastern Conference. Former Indiana Hoosier guard Armand Franklin will be back in Indianapolis today as he participates in a Pacers draft prospect workout. Franklin spent two seasons at Indiana, averaging 11.4 points per game in 2020 and 2021 after firing head coach Archie Miller transferred to Virginia. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center reads today. Let's take a look at uh, some other Major League Baseball action uh, from last night. As I mentioned, alluded to there in the first segment, the uh, Padres, they touched up Alcantara again, and uh, they ended up winning a 9-4 to four here as Alcantara takes a, another loss. No, no, actually, he didn't get the loss. He just gave up four runs, walked five batters. Mm-hmm. ERA is now at 4.93. You're a Cy Young winner right there. Not good. He's not. He's he's not having a good season. No, no, not at all. And the uh, Rangers they beat the Tigers the ten to a six. The Guardians won over or the uh, Orioles won over the Guardians eight to five. It was the uh, Blue Jays beating the uh, Brewers seven to two. I had no idea what happened in the game. Just that that fan made that nice catch in the stands. So casual, nonchalant about it. Didn't even get up. Hmm. Just stayed in his seat and one-handed, phone in the other hand, and made a nice grab. Hang up. I don't know what he was doing. He could be. It didn't look like he was talking, like putting it up to his ear. Like maybe he was was like texting or tweeting or something. Probably recording uh, something for TikTok. Probably. Yep. Uh, the uh, Reds, they beat the uh, Red Sox, and it was a, a grand slam that helped the Cincy to the win, 9-8. The uh, Mets, 2-0 to zero over the uh, Phillies, and uh, Singa, his uh, best pitching performance for uh, the uh, Mets so far as he went seven innings. He only gave up one hit, no runs, and struck out nine Philly uh, batters. As there are a couple web gems there in this one as well. Castellanos made a nice catch. Uh, Nimmo made a nice catch as well. Mm-hmm. And Lindor goes deep in this one to help the Mets take that over the uh, Phillies. Uh, the uh, White Sox, they uh, took down the Angels, a 7-2-3. The Astros beat the Twins, 5-2-1. The A's, that's right, the A's. They're going to win this series as they have only won two games in a row twice this year, and they did it last night 
They won against the Braves 2-1, to one, and they walk it off after a fielding error there by Atlanta. 2-1, mm. to one, mm. Atlanta going down. So two in a row for the A's. They're on a hot streak, How about Travis? that? Don't count them out yet. <laughs> Put your entertainment on the A's to make the playoffs. 12-45 and 45 this season. 7-23 yeah. and 23 at home. Hey, they're good at home. And also, I guess the security is very lax there as well. I saw a uh, person run onto the field in the pregame, and absolutely zero people cared. There wasn't a security guard chasing after this guy. The grounds crew was working on the field and uh, working on the dirt. Nobody cared. So what you're saying, Travis, is that uh, even the security guards have quit showing up to A's <laughs> yeah, games. I guess so. Okay. The fans have and, mm. uh, security as a, as well. Ah, that was crazy. Like I'd never seen someone get around the entire bases and uh, no one even bothered to stop him. Uh, I guess they're like, well, we're not kicking this guy out. We're just happy that he's here. That's <laughs> great. Oh, jeez. But, hey, they just won the baseball game, and I guess that's what matters for them. Uh, the Diamondbacks, they won over the Rockies 5-1 uh, to one as Zach Gallian gets the win here as he picks up win number 7 on the year. He didn't allow a run. He only gave up 5 hits and a 7 strikeouts there for Mr. Gallon. It was the Yankees getting the win over the Mariners 10-2. Aaron Judge goes deep for the 18th time and Yankees all over Seattle. There as Judge went deep a couple of times the other night and also had a web gym at the wall as well and gets another homer for 18th mm. one of the year and that leads the American League now for Mr. Judge. Mm. Pirates are back to 500 as uh, they uh, beat the Giants 2-1 to one. and the, the uh, Dodgers they won over the Nationals 9-2-3. to uh, three. Freddie Freeman extends his hitting streak to 19 games now as he had four hits in the win last night. Also getting the win is Tony Goslin, his third of the season as well. Freddie Freeman was four for five. I wanted to say four for four, but uh, He's getting better with age, Travis. He's like a fine wine. Oh, yeah. He's aging nicely. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a lot of off-the-field stuff that the Dodgers were involved in with yeah. yesterday with the uh, pitching staff and uh, Clayton Kirsch also. Uh, on the field, though, the Dodgers ended up winning uh, the game there. And uh, that was it uh, from uh, last night. By the Cardinals, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers uh, wrapping up their series with uh, Detroit. Uh, the uh, Angels wrapping it up with the uh, White Sox. Uh, the Rays wrapping up with the uh, Cubs there at 1 o'clock. As we mentioned, Eflin against Steele. Good pitching matchup. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Eight and a half over under. I'd take the under. Ooh, yeah. That's a, that's a little. That's a little high, I feel. For sure. And uh, the Guardians wrapping up with uh, Baltimore as Shane Bieber mm -hmm. on the mound for Cleveland. Atlanta wrapping up, trying not to get swept by the A's oh today. <laughs> uh, Pirates and uh, Giants. Mitch Keller having a good year for the Pirates, underrated. Yeah. 6-1 and one with a 301. He's on the mound today. Yeah, so bright spot for uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Nationals wrapping up with the uh, Dodgers. Travis's boy. My guy, Patrick Corbin, on the mound. Who has against... a lower ERA than Noah Syndergaard? Just want to point Ooh. that out. Yeah, not doing too bad. He also has a lower ERA than Blake Snell. Ooh, 
Nice. Uh, yeah, Noah Syndergaard going for L.A. Padres in Miami. Is, uh, it's Blake Snell going. Uh, you got the Brewers and uh, the Blue Jays, Alc Manoa going there. You got Not a good year. No, no, not at all. Uh, the uh, Brewer, or no, I already said that. The Reds in uh, Boston, Luke Weaver against James Paxton. Philly in uh, New York, Carrasco against Nola. Decent pitching matchup there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twins in Houston wrapping that up. Uh, the uh, Rockies in Arizona. And the Yankees wrapping up with uh, Seattle there tonight as well. So, uh the uh, other one of the other significant things out there out west was the uh, San Diego Padres. Uh, there was some news about them and uh, potentially the game tonight. Not a lot of people could be uh, seeing that, or mm-hmm. as many people as last night, as the uh, Diamond Sports Group. They uh, are a part of uh, the uh, Bally Sports uh, entity. They, after last night, are no longer. Uh, broadcasting the San Diego Padres. Uh, They decided not to pay the Padres their latest rights fees, and uh, the uh, broadcasting rights now will turn over to a Major League Baseball, as uh, MLB said that they would be doing this for uh, teams that don't get paid by uh, Diamond, and they are taking control of the Padres broadcast so last night was the last one under the ballet sports umbrella and moving forward to starting today continuing through the end of the year and mlb will air padres games through its streaming service and on different cable channels mlb will provide padres games through the mlb.tv app for free through sunday so basically a seven-day yeah, trial. Seven trial after that in market fans can continue to stream games for $19.99 a month or $74.99 for the rest of the irregular season on MLB.com and Padres.com through this process the Padres will no longer be subject to a blackout so that's a good thing, that's a good thing I guess. local fans can also watch Padres games through a variety of cable providers and on different channels uh, will also air Padres games through their platforms as well. And, uh, you know, the in-game on-air broadcasters that do the play-by-play and on-field analysis, those are employed by the teams themselves and won't be affected. And other uh, stuff involving production, like camera operators, producers, there's, they're already freelance and outsourced. So uh, MLB will continue to uh, follow that. The only thing that would really be different is maybe some pre- and post-game shows uh, since it's not under the Bally Sports mm-hmm. umbrella uh, either. So that's something that they're still trying to uh, navigate uh, there. So uh, not paying their fees. And yep. so the fees now turn back over to MLB. Now, Travis. Mm-hmm. This is very important, I feel. It is, yeah. It's very important to a certain bird that is, you know, a couple hours away from us. It is, yeah. Because they're obviously under that Bally Sports tab. They are. Mm-hmm. So, Travis, would you like it if Bally Sports ended up not getting the rights for the Cardinals anymore? I mean, as long as I can find it on a different channel. I don't know if we would be considered in market. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. So I don't know if you'd be, have a lot of access. You'd you'd have to almost get MLB TV. 
That I'm not a fan of. Nah, that's what I thought you would say. <laughs> I don't think a lot of Cardinal fans in Illinois would be uh, happy about that. I mean, we've already went through the whole um, the Dish Network yep. uh, fiasco and uh, some Cardinal fans struggling to find uh, broadcasts already and whatnot. And now we're subject to this mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Diamond has only paid half its rights fees to other teams like the Reds, Rangers, Diamondbacks, and uh, Guardians. A hearing is scheduled to four today in Houston, during which a bankruptcy judge will preside over Diamond's claims that it should essentially pay lesser rights fees to those teams in order to account for the market that has diminished the traditional cable model in recent years. Mm-hmm. The judge's ruling, which might not be until late Thursday, will play a big role in Diamond determining which other contracts it keeps or sheds have as a part of the bankruptcy process. So that's also something to monitor uh, there as well. And uh, there are uh, five teams that uh, Diamond has the streaming rights to, uh, the uh, Royals, Brewers, Rays, and uh, Tigers, and Marlins. And it stated that it needs to secure additional ones in order to prop up its Bally Sports Plus app and become more profitable. Diamond proposed continually paying the rights fees for all teams under its umbrella in exchange for those streaming rights, but didn't offer additional compensation. MLB is leery of extending more rights to a company that had to file for bankruptcy right. as balked at the offer uh, there. So, uh, yeah, this is a domino that has fallen. And it's only one of many since a ton of teams are under the uh, Bally Sports and Diamond Sports Group uh, banner. Uh, 21 MLB, NHL, and NBA teams uh, were purchased from Fox in 2019 under uh, that banner. And a total of 42 teams across NHL, NBA, and MLB, they are under the Bally Sports uh, banner. But don't process. forget, Bally's did just pay to get uh, the Ray or the A's to build that new stadium out there. Mm, yeah, that's right. All that money mm-hmm. to build out in Vegas. Yep. With the backdrop of the casinos. Yep. But uh, so we'll, we'll have to uh, monitor the uh, hearings today mm-hmm. for the bankruptcy uh, court and could uh, see some trickle down effect potentially later on in the season to the St. Louis Cardinals. And that's definitely something to monitor uh, there. All right. uh, So uh, let's uh, close out of the show today talking about a variety of topics. We'll get some big 10. We'll take a look at the uh, football TV schedule that was revealed for some of the primetime games for NBC in the month of September. They are doozies. And we'll also talk about uh, the uh, decision day for uh, the uh, Illini as well and some other news and notes from mm-hmm. Fighting Illini Nation coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. This is Kurt Davis, Deputy Chief of the Effingham Police Department. When an emergency vehicle is approaching from behind, do you know what to do? Don't be alarmed or panic. Just pull over as far to the right side of the road as possible and stop. Never stop in the middle of the road, pull into the center lane, or into oncoming traffic. Never try to outrun or fail to yield an emergency vehicle. 
you could be involved in an accident or the cause of one. Remember this simple phrase, pull to the right for sirens and lights. This will help emergency vehicles get to the scene and assist whoever is in need. The Dow Technologies Summer Sale Event is on with limited quantity deals on top tech. Save on select PCs powered by the latest Intel Core processors like Thin and Light XPS 13 laptops, Inspiron laptops, and 2-in-1s. Plus, get savings on select accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. It's the perfect seat Dell offered to U.S. residents by WebBank, who determines qualifications and terms of credit. Four! I wish I was a better golfer. Four is an odd word to yell. Whoa, where'd you come from? It's me, Flo, and I'm here to grant your wish of Progressive taking $50 off your deductibles. Just choose the deductible savings bank feature and finish a policy period without filing a claim or having a driving violation. Great, but um, what about my golf swing? Oh, I just do insurance. Sorry. Sign up for Progressive and opt into more savings. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Safe driver discount not available in all states or situations. This is Greeny with Mike Greenberg. I don't know if you've ever walked into a basketball arena with Stephen A. Smith. It is much like what it must have been like to walk anywhere with Elvis. It's insane. For the majority of the time that I've been with him, we walk in and people will just yell cowboy stuff at him. So can I tell you that this past week we're in L.A. and I walk into the arena with Stephen A. And both nights, people are yelling Aaron Rodgers stuff at me. Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point that it has become like that? Like, has Rodgers become, to me, what Stephen A. and the Cowboys have become? Is it that, Bubba? Yeah, I think you uh, maybe just crossed that line just ever so slightly. Cam? Uh, we did it for like three months straight, but other than that, I can't recall. I have to admit, I thought I covered it the appropriate amount. Lies, 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 and more lies! Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham's source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. And now. So we teased it, all show, Eric, break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay, we have, uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So unfortunately, we will uh, have to stick around next week. On 98.9 The Game. Starting lineup here on 98.9 at the game ESPN radio. Only here on 98.9 for just a, a little bit longer. And uh, let's uh, close out the show talking about, well, talking about Illinois and the uh, Big Ten. Mentioned yesterday about the uh, golf squad. And as I was uh, recording, the uh, match was going on with uh, Florida State there with the uh, golf team in the uh, national championship match play. As unfortunately, Illinois fell to uh, Florida State in a close matchup. They lost three to two there in the quarterfinals. So uh, the Illini golf season ends there in the uh, lead eight there in Arizona, and uh, the 
uh, Florida State Seminoles, they were the three seed. Uh, or no, Illinois was the uh, three seed. Um, so uh, their national title aspirations ended yesterday in the Elite Eight. But uh, nice showing there, and it was a back-and-forth uh, match with Florida State there in the golf world. As I mentioned to uh, start the show, this is decision day uh, for uh, the uh, NBA uh, draft as uh, you have until 10 or 11 o'clock tonight is the uh, deadline to decide whether you want to keep your name in the NBA draft or withdraw that to go back to school or enter the uh, transfer portal there as of course all eyes today i'm refreshing twitter i have it open right here on one of my tabs i'm refreshing it as soon as possible the last mock draft that i saw on espn it did have terrence shannon jr going in the second round and uh, one of the mock drafts that i saw had coleman hawkins as well going in the second round so if that would be so a lot of stuff before the combine and the pre-draft workouts. I only saw Terrence Shannon Jr. going in the second round. So uh, the roster for Illini basketball could look significantly better or worse, depending on whether those two guys come back as well. It could look significantly better if Ray J. Dennis decides to transfer to uh, the Illini. As I mentioned yesterday, Dennis uh, withdrew his name from the NBA draft. So he's going back to school. He's already threw his name in the portal. He's the Toledo point guard. He would be a, a significant upgrade, especially in the experience department. And it's been back and forth. Like I mentioned yesterday, Illini was the favorite. And then it looked like he was potentially going to Utah. And then he's still keeping his name in the draft. And now, now he took it out of it. And so it looks like it's going to be neck and neck with Illinois. And so I think that the decision that uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. and Coleman Hawkins make that could potentially uh, sway Ray J's decision, even though they don't really play the same positions, it would be kind of like playing uh, with those guys more than anything. And Coleman Hawkins and Ray J, they just followed each other last week on Instagram. What does that mean in the world of 2023? Who knows? That could be insignificant, but uh, it would be a smash home run. Last year, I was hopeful for TSJ and uh, Matthew Mayer to come here to Illinois and it ended up happening late in the process. And uh, hopefully a decision for Ray J will be made by the end of the week when we know the clearer picture of who's coming back. I think Terrence Shannon Jr. would definitely uh, be uh, help significantly, obviously. All three of those guys would be amazing to return or two out of the three return to Champaign and uh, Ray J to come and play next year. Uh, veteran point guard is definitely uh, what we need, and it's in the transfer portal I know, but uh, still a veteran guard like that would help this Illini team significantly, and uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. would also help if he came back and Ray J came here. It would uh, cause Terrence Shannon Jr. to play off the ball a lot more than just be the uh, point guard. Uh, so uh, some decisions going to be made, and decisions have yet to be made here as I uh, refresh my uh, Twitter feed one last time here on the uh, show. Looks like no news has broke yet, so looks like I'm going to have to be waiting for the entire time with Illini Nation. But no matter what happens, we're still going to be uh, riding with the team. It's just that the roster would look a whole lot better if two of the three, three, yes, but two out of the three 
on the roster for next season. Uh, they are slowly unveiling some uh, games for the Big Ten football schedule. As uh, I saw the other day that uh, some September primetime matchups there on NBC were revealed. And like I said, uh, there are doozies here. Uh, the uh, September 2nd primetime game on NBC is going to be a West Virginia at Penn State. Is that potentially a whiteout game? Probably not. Uh, but September 9th uh, is a Maryland hosting Charlotte. Oh, boy. And a Syracuse is at Purdue on a September 16th for the night game. Hey, I'm just saying, if you didn't want that Penn State-West Virginia game, you could have given it to someone else. And on September 16th, you could have had Penn State and Illinois there in Champaign in primetime. That would have been cool, right? But, uh, hey, maybe that's just me. Uh Hopeful that Illini could get a, a primetime game uh, on a September 16th, but looks like it's going the other way to Syracuse and Purdue. What? And the Illini getting a primetime game, Travis, don't be ridiculous. They do get a primetime game on Friday. <sighs> of course they get a Friday night game. Yeah, they they moved the Nebraska game, and uh, they announced that it's going to be at a 7 o'clock on FS1. On Friday, October 6th. Oh, it's in October? Yeah. The lot I love making my life difficult, don't they? <laughs> yeah, October 6th. Uh, Nebraska and Illinois. Nebraska gets another Friday game, but it's going to be the Black Friday game at noon on a CBS. That's another uh, game uh, that I saw uh, that was announced as well for the uh, Big Ten uh, slate. There's another riveting game that I saw. Oh, yeah, this uh, September 3rd game televised on uh, CBS at uh, 11 o'clock will be Northwestern and Rutgers. The season oh, boy. So NBC starting off the uh, Big Ten slate strong there. Yeah, hot, very hot. Northwestern and Rutgers mm-hmm. game. So, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, you know. Hate it. Can't have uh, Michigan and Ohio State playing uh, playing every week on CBS. Hate it. <sighs> That'll become a more uh, prevalent next season with uh, CBS coming uh, hard with the 230 games instead of the SEC uh, games, Big Ten slate. So uh, we'll uh, be awaiting those decisions from TSJ and uh, Coleman Hawkins a little bit later on uh, today. So hopefully we'll have something to uh, talk about on uh, tomorrow's uh, show in the way of that. And also uh, coming up here in the uh, pod, we still got more uh, NCAA to uh, hit mm-hmm. up on and uh, the uh, NASCAR, NASCAR recap and pick em recap. And my special for Wednesday. And uh, Eric's Wednesday special yes. coming up in uh, the uh, pod. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. So uh, tune in. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in to the podcast. Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. And I still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the way of the NCAA and the uh, baseball tournament was what I was yeah, oh alluding yeah. to. I want to talk about that. And we'll hit up on that. We'll hit up on the uh, NASCAR events. Mm-hmm. Not over the weekend, but thanks to the rain, it was mm-hmm. moved to Monday. We'll recap that, as well as we'll have Eric's Wednesday special. Wednesday special. Coming up for you. And uh, the this day in sports history. In this day in sports history. Yes. All right. So uh, let's get to it. Is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to uh, clean there up? There is. Let's get into it. Uh, the Suns are still leading the Eastern Conference after taking down the Indiana Fever. 81-78. to Indiana returns to the hardwood on Sunday afternoon when it hosts the Las Vegas Aces. They are 1-3. and three, And in last place are the, uh, the Fever there in Indiana once again. The... Executive who helped build the Golden State Warriors into an NBA dynasty is stepping away from the franchise. Bob Myers told ESPN he's stepping down as the team's president and general manager. The two-time executive of the year says, quote, it's just time, end quote. The Warriors won four NBA titles during his tenure with the team. Myers' contract is set to expire in June, and ESPN reported he declined ownership offers included in a new deal that would have made him one of the highest-paid NBA executives, and Travis thus fought, thus the end of the Warriors' dynasty begins. Yeah, it's definitely on the uh, the downturn. The first person's off the Down ship. Sick. Yeah, definitely uh, one of the uh, big pieces to behind the scenes building of building the team. Yeah, for sure. And I think next is the departure of Draymond. I think that'll happen this off season. Mm-hmm. And possibly even Steve Kerr. Hmm. Nah, I mean, I could see, I could see Dray, I could see Draymond leaving, but I get the health issues with Kerr, but I don't see that. I don't know. Either way, can we say that the the Warriors? We said it was over two years ago, and they won a championship. But as we said, Travis, they're not coming back from injury. It's not like. You know, everyone said it was over because Clay Thompson got injured. And then everyone said it was over because Steph got injured. These aren't guys getting injured. Mm, Steph's a little banged up now. Everyone's a little banged up at this point in the NBA season. The besides ankle, the, besides the, the ankle, Nuggets. The shoulder. The Nuggets are the only team that aren't banged up right now because they've had 18 days of sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah, it was like seven or nine. It feels like more. It is. I think it's nine. I'm sure... In an NBA season where you barely get four days off at one time, nine days probably feels like 18 to them. It probably does. Uh, The Predators have their next head coach, Travis. Andrew Burnett will take over behind the bench for Nashville. Uh, So there's that. I know you don't really care, so... Um, Burnett, Smashville. Burnett, by the way, was an interim head coach for the Panthers during the 2021 season and guided them to 51 wins and 108 points. Last year, he was an assistant with New Jersey. The Capitals have also hired their next bench boss. Washington has named Spencer Kirby as its new coach. The 41-year-old is receiving a four-year deal. Uh, he was most recently an assistant coach with the Maple Leaves. So there is that. Mm-hmm. 
Texas football is adding an experienced member to its coaching staff. Paul Christ will join the Longhorns as special assistant to head coach Steve Sarkeesian. The uh, former Wisconsin coach was fired midseason last year after the Badgers went 2-3. 57-year-old was a career 67-26 and 26 at Wisconsin, won three division titles. He also guided the Badgers to a Cotton Bowl victory in 2017 and an Orange Bowl win the following season as well. UCLA Bruins are mourning the loss of their former defensive coordinator. The university announced on Tuesday that Bill McGovern died at 60 years old after a battle with cancer. McGovern had most recently served as director of football administration after manning Chip Kelly's defense for the 2022 season. His family said in a statement that they are, quote, grateful and thankful for the support during this difficult time. He also spent several years as an NFL coach working for the Eagles, Giants, and Bears. And finally, the top player in the transfer portal is making his decision on where he will continue his college career. Caleb Love announced his commitment to Arizona on Tuesday. The former North Carolina guard originally committed to Michigan earlier this offseason before an admissions issue led him to re-enter the portal. Love averaged 16.7 points, 3.7 rebounds, and 2.8 assists per game with the Tar Heels last season. Arizona's coming off a season where they finished 28-7 and and were bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it was definitely an impact player to be uh, landing there. Still kind of a weird spot, right? Yeah. Like I, 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 I don't know why you'd pick Arizona, but Arizona used to be cool. Oh, I did get just get some breaking news from the Cardinals, Travis. You want to hear it? Breaking news. That's right. In conjunction with MLB's launch of the 2023 MLB All-Star Game ballots this afternoon, the St. Louis Cardinals are encouraging van t- fans to vote for the nine players uh, on the ballot to help send them to the All-Star Game. Now, fans can visit cardinals.com slash all-star, the MLB app, or the MLB ballpark app starting today. Cast their ballots for the Cardinals, and that includes Wills Contreras, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Gorman, Nolan Arenado, Paul DeYoung, Tommy Edmond, Brandon Donovan, Lars Newbar, and Alec Burleson at their respective um, respective positions. Additionally, Travis, and this is the important thing, are you ready? Uh-huh. Fans who submit a ballot and select the Cardinals as their favorite team will receive a exclusive discount ticket offer of $25 field box and $15 lodge seats for either the Friday, July 14th or Saturday, July 15th games versus the Washington Nationals while supplies last. Supplies. So last. vote early and often, and you can get yourself some tickets to the Cardinals at a discount price. Ooh, nice. There you go. And speaking of tickets to the Cardinals, uh-huh. make sure that you are paying attention. You know, we have a birthday coming up here at the studio. Do you know that, Travis? Oh, yes. I, th- I heard about that. WCRC, our sister station. Yeah. Celebrating 60 years. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to listen on June 14th. We're going to be broadcasting live from uh, there at uh, Kirby Foods. Uh, yep. Some great food, and you're gonna want to you're gonna want to tune in because I'm not saying we have Cardinal tickets to give away, but I'm telling you we have some hot Cardinal tickets to give away. Ooh, some Cardinal hot. tickets. Hot. Hot. Nice. Very nice. So these these are gonna I'm gonna make sure people have to do stuff for these. So. Uh oh. Make sure make sure you're ready. So, there you go. You got tickets to the London series? No, not quite London. Oh. No. I had to make sure yeah. that wasn't that weekend. No, nope, not quite London. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't splurge for a that. A week and a half. That wasn't in the budget, Travis. <laughs> that was about a week and a half. But Yeah. <laughs> so, that is your sports well, center. Not the London series. Not but London. 
it's still a little bit closer to home. <laughs> yes, it will be in St. Louis. I'll give you that spoiler. Of course. So <laughs> make sure you tune in uh, on that day without a birthday bash yep. uh, there uh, for sure. So uh, let's uh, let's keep it going with the uh, NCAA theme and yeah. baseball uh, theme. As I mentioned the other day about the um, state track meet there in Charleston about uh, some teams having some trouble finding some hotel rooms and potentially scrambling to stay in the dorms of uh, Charleston and whatnot. Well, that's happening at the NCAA level as well. As uh, the University of Kentucky and Lexington, they were selected to host a regional this weekend. And uh, that has other events going on that weekend that's leaving some teams and fans scrambling to find hotel rooms and might even have to stay in the on-campus dorms due to the uh, other events that are going on. The same weekend. And Travis, you can be as upset as you want to be about the uh, softball uh, finals taking place in the middle of the day. And I understand your argument for that. But these athletes should not be staying in dorms for regionals. Yeah, no. Or having to uh, either do that or stay in a hotel like a driving distance away, like hours away. No, you can't. You can't have that. Then, then Kentucky shouldn't have hosted. Right. It's that simple. Yeah. This someone is on the NCAA. Someone should have did their due diligence. Yes. Uh, there for this because uh, the Railbird Music Festival, a massive event that will be headlined by country stars Tyler Childress and Zach Bryan, and also one of those. The uh, state high school playoffs for softball, oh, baseball, good. and track and field will uh, be occurring in the city as well. This is where Kentucky <laughs> needs oh, should man. have had the hoop spot to say, no, we cannot host because of this going on, this going on, and this going on. But no one's ever going to say that. Mm-hmm. And also, apparently, another festival. There's the uh, Great American Brass Band Festival in Uh, nearby Danville, which draws more than 40,000 people each year. As a result, there is a limited availability with hotel rooms within 30 miles of the campus this weekend, which could uh, create those challenges for uh, teams and fans as well that want to attend the uh, regional games. West Virginia, Kentucky, Indiana, and Ball State, they'll all participate in the uh, regional begins this Friday. Officials from Indiana and Ball State told ESPN that their teams will stay in the dorms rather than choose hotels hour an hour away in Louisville. And uh, Kentucky's baseball team will also use the dorms as well. So Kentucky, I, even your own school, will be forced to be in the dorms. I can't tell you how much I hate with a capital H this, Travis. Like, this is just, it's poor on every level. There's not one redeeming thing about about this news. I love this uh, statement by a Kentucky official. uh, Said that the uh, dorms that the teams will utilize are actually closer to apartment-like suites that rival any hotel accommodations the teams might have had if the rooms had been available. Oh, well, that makes it much better then. Never mind. I take back everything I said. They're apartment-like suites. Yeah, yeah. I take back everything I've said. They're so right. The, The... it's not an issue, Travis. And I mean, who really needs free breakfast? Right. 
kids good, these days don't eat breakfast. How good, is, how good is that breakfast anyways? They don't eat breakfast. So. If it's free. How good are those hotel eggs? That's right. Have you ever had a good hotel scrambled egg? I haven't. Mm, no. Mm-mm. So. Well, I take that back. That's because one hotel I stayed in actually had a restaurant in it, and I. Well, yes. That was a good hotel scrambled. That's egg. a little. That's a little different. Well, you asked. I'm talking about the free you. breakfast buffet that's offered at some hotel chains. Yeah. Um, I never get the eggs. <laughs> Suspect yes. is all I'm saying. Uh, each potential host site ha- has to submit a bid to host a regional. That bid submitted to the NCAA uh, must detail the number of available hotel rooms in the area. In a statement, the NCAA has said that it was satisfied with Kentucky's logistic challenges and approved the bid because of the alternative accommodations that were available. That is ridiculous. That absolutely blows my mind. Hmm. Since Kentucky could not secure the minimum number of hotel rooms within the specified distance of no more than 30 miles from the host venue, the school informed the committee it had secured three different on-campus resident buildings within proximity to the baseball stadium where the teams could be housed in the NCAA statement. Also went on to say, while the locations are residential halls, it was the understanding of the committee that the accommodations are an apartment-style residency facility. Kentucky also stated to the committee that each building will be staffed 24 hours a day by university personnel to provide any services needed. Now, here's what I will say, Travis, and that is at least these are college athletes dealing with this. It is better than if this was the pros having to go to a dorm. Some of these kids probably live in a dorm, so yeah. they're they're probably used to this. But then the other thing is, it's not your dorm. But at the same time, last weekend I just said, well, yeah, you should just open up the dorm for these athletes who are here for the track and field state. Mm-hmm. So I can't be a hypocrite about it. Right. Uh, additionally, Kentucky has secured hotel rooms if they uh, did not want to go the uh, dorm room route. Three separate sites in Louisville, which is approximately 65 miles away, if the teams prefer, they will have the option to stay at one of those hotels in Louisville. After thoroughly discussing their arrangements with Kentucky's athletic administration, the committee voted to accept the university's bid as a top 16 regional host. See, that's my issue, is that this was all approved and accepted. Mm-hmm. Man, Kentucky, a hub of attractions. Yeah. Two music festivals, the state playoffs, softball, baseball, Lots and track and field. Going on in one weekend. It is a lot. Busy, busy day there in Kentucky this weekend. Still ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely not ideal to do with the no. uh, dorms. No. But I guess I'll deal with it. Like I said, at least it's not pro athletes having to go down to a dorm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's stuff you do in the minors leagues. Yeah, minor league accommodations. Yep. Aren't normally the best. No. All right, so uh, let's get to let's get to some NASCAR here. All right, so NASCAR recap and a NASCAR pick'em recap. Yeah, race on uh, Monday. Race was... on Monday. We had to go racing on yeah. Memorial Day. It was all right. They finally got it in, so that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, Ryan Blaney got the win. 
Um, finally broke his long winless streak, mm-hmm. which was nice. He, excuse me, he was very emotional about it after yeah. the race. Yeah. So it'd been a while since he'd won a points paying race. So mm. that was good. And uh, look at old uh, Jimmy Johnson finished dead last. Yeah, it did not look good. Um, Jimmy Johnson's spotter blamed himself. Uh, there was a part where Jimmy didn't know someone was outside of him and caused an accident. And it, again, this is the problem you had. This is MJ coming back to the Wizards. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to see what some people say is the greatest NASCAR driver of all time finishing dead last. He only completed 115 laps out of 400. Yeah. It's not great. And there were there. I think he spun out. I know at least once he spun out all by himself just because he couldn't control the car. You're Jimmy mm. Johnson. You're one of what people would easily say is the top five greatest NASCAR driver of all time. Yeah. You shouldn't be spinning out on your own. No. Like that's probably not. It's not it's ideal. It's just not what you want to see. So, um, but that's not what anyone at all is talking about. No. The only thing that came out of this race, there were two things that came out of this race, uh-huh. and that was that the racing itself was absolutely fantastic. 17 cautions, which is a nice amount of cautions when you think only three of them are for stage breaks. The mm-hmm. rest were for incidents. Considering at North Wilkesboro, we had two cautions for the stage breaks, and that was it. That was it. So it was nice that there was some actual accidents and the drivers were having to, you know, couldn't control their cars at times. Some were spinning out all by themselves. I know Christopher Bell spun out all on his own. Um, at the very end of the race, Bubba Wallace went from 14th to 4th. Um, so that was exciting to see. That's not something we usually see a whole lot with this new car. Is guys able to drive up through the pack. There were comers. There were goers. And because of all this, Travis, there are a lot of people in the NASCAR community saying, let's get rid of the Roval. Like, let's get rid of the Roval and go back to the Oval for a playoff race. We don't need that that road course Roval in the fall anymore. Mm. The best races of the year are happening on mile-and-a-half tracks. Why go to the Roval? It doesn't make sense. Like, we could sell it out and get the fans there and all this. There's no need to go to a makeshift. As Denny Hamlin had said in his parking lot, why are we, or on his podcast, why are we racing in a parking lot? Yeah, he said we shouldn't be racing in a parking lot. We should be racing on the track. Mm-hmm. And Dale Jr. tweeted, "The oval at Charlotte is back." So, if you have Dale Jr., who still, even though he hasn't raced in like four years, five years, six years, seven years, he's still the most popular driver in NASCAR. He still has the most power. He got North Wilkesboro to come back just because he wanted it to. Mm-hmm. If he's saying this race is back and this track is back, then why are we not going there? Yeah, so it's a fair point. I, I couldn't agree more. So I think we need. To, I think we need to go there. Like I think we need to 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 get rid of the roval. We have enough road courses on the on the schedule. Yeah, nothing's gonna be harmed by. And I don't like having a road course in the playoffs. No, because there's too many guys who are just road course specialists that right. they know if they can just get close and be in that line and that cutoff that they have a great chance of advancing. And it's like, but you're not, you're not, you know, and then you just get lucky the final three races and you are competing for a championship. Mm. That's, that shouldn't be how it works. Yeah, no. So, but again, what everyone is talking about after this race is Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin. 
Yes. In the, uh, the the incident. Incident. Now, let's backtrack. Let's go back a couple of years. Chase Elliott's rookie year, racing at Martinsville. Danny Hamlin got in the back of him. The fans in Martinsville went absolutely ballistic. Denny Hamlin or Chase Elliott flipped him off. Like there was a lot of animosity and there has continued to be hints of animosity between these two more so between the fans and Denny Hamlin. Chase Elliott is the most popular driver in NASCAR. He's won that award a couple times now. So mm-hmm. the fan base really comes out mm. in the race on Monday. Travis Denny Hamlin was underneath of Chase Elliott coming off of turn four. You can clearly see, because one of these things I like about these new cars is that you can see the fire from when they they let off the gas coming out the tailpipes. Mm -hmm. You clearly see the fire come out. Denny is doing everything he can to stay off of Chase. But his car is pushing up, and he pushes up into Chase, and Chase gets into the wall. This is coming off of turn four, and the Charlotte track is a a dogleg, which means it's kind of straight turn, then the start finish line, and then another little turn, and then you go into turn one. So it's if you picture a dog leg, that's what they a call it. A dog leg. Yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yes, it's basically a quad oval, if you if you think of it that way. Um, and as they're coming off, so they they hit the wall in turn four, and as they're coming off a of turn four, Chase just turns left, and he sends Denny Hamlin head first right into the wall, right in front of everybody. Now, considering the injuries we've already had from this car, you know, Kurt Busch is retired effectively because of an accident with this car. Yeah. And the fact that that is the fastest part of the speedway. And the fact that post-race, Chase Elliott basically said, oh, I don't know what happened. I just couldn't drive it. But then he was able to drive it back around and go into the garage. Hmm. He said, I had no steering you can clearly see his wheels move to the left. He clearly turned the car and sent Denny Hamlin headfirst into the wall. Yeah, I can uh, see that. All of a sudden, he just turns and then smacks it right there headfirst. And Chase Elliott fans are going, oh, well, the six behind Chase hit him. No, he didn't. (laughs) No, he didn't. He, He did not. You can try to make an argument all you want. He didn't hit him. This was Chase throwing a temper tantrum, as Denny Hamlin said in his podcast. He threw a temper tantrum because he got into the wall. I say he hits the wall there. Again, and... it's not ruining his day. We've seen these cars hit the hit the side of the wall and come back and be fine. Chase Elliott ended up ending his day by taking out Denny Hamlin. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy, well, here here's the reason, Travis, that this is so bad. And I know it's, it's so many years, okay? Mm-hmm. But there was an accident at the same place. I'm going to show this this to you. All right. So watch this and tell me if it doesn't have a little bit of deja vu to it. As uh, I'll, I'll talk more about it. This was from 2001. Okay. And as you see, there's going to be an accident coming up here in just a second where it's very similar looking, isn't it? Very similar. Ooh, wow, it was a hard hit. It was a hard hit. Very similar to Denny Hamlin's. Mm-hmm. Killed that driver. He died. Same Dang. spot, same track, same everything. That is why, for many reasons, mm. that cannot happen. 
That cannot happen. Yeah. It is absolutely deplorable. And if you go back to last fall, Bubba Wallace did the same thing at Las Vegas. You remember with Kyle Larson. Hmm. And he did the same exact thing, and he got suspended for a race. And it was unprecedented. No one had ever been suspended from a race for that. NASCAR had to suspend Chase Elliott, which they did. Yeah, he's suspended. He's suspended for a race. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's enough. I would have liked to have seen two. Because here's why, Travis. This is now... Multiple people in NASCAR have talked about... There's a driver in the truck series named Carson Hosevar. Okay? Mm-hmm. Young up-and-coming driver. He has done this where he has right-hooked someone headfirst into the wall three times in the truck series and has never gotten penalized for it. Hmm. Wow. We are teaching the guys coming in that it's okay because we're not making harsh enough penalties. Mm-hmm. Is, is a race a big deal? I'll say for this year, for Chase Elliott, it is because he's still fighting for his playoff life because he missed because of his accident. Yeah. So he's still fighting for his playoff life. Mm-hmm. So a, a race for him is a big deal. But I think NASCAR needs to do more to prevent this from happening. Hmm. I would much rather, like, and maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't think I am. But maybe I'm in the minority. I would much rather, Travis, have... These two guys get out on the front stretch and start beating each other with their fists. Then turning a 180 mile an hour stock car into a missile into a wall. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's definitely the better alternative. Because, again, Chase Elliott is mad at Denny Hamlin. Right? Sure. There could have been more people involved in that accident, Mm -hmm. first of all. Second of all. Who's really hurt from this? It's not well. Denny is. He was talking on his podcast. He can't hold his head up right now because his neck hurts mm-hmm. because the 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 jerking Whiplash. of the action. Yes, <clears throat> and he said he's surprised he passed the concussion test because he couldn't remember anything. But he said it wasn't because he was hurt. He said it was because he was so angry. But the other thing that really hurts Travis is the crew guys. They have to go back and rebuild the car. They got to fix that car. Mm-hmm. Why are you using that? And we've talked about how expensive these cars are to get back at somebody. Go pop him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Ross Chastain did it a week ago and didn't get any punishment at all. Yeah. Go pop him in the mouth. <laughs> Chase Elliott would still be racing this weekend if he would have walked over and just punched Denny Hamlin in the face. Yeah. Or waited till turn one and bump him up the track. Mm-hmm. And go on by and continue your race because again, that hitting the wall on the side did not take him out of the race. He would have been fine. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely a bad, bad move, and mm-hmm. I can definitely see about the the fighting. I guess like if you're trying to get back at a guy, then you're trying to get back at him on the track, so he loses position and right. Gets less money for the race. I guess you could see uh, from that perspective. Obviously, you don't want to intentionally crash someone and visit phys- and cause physical harm, like serious injury. Not serious so, injury, but he intentionally crashed Danny Hamlin. Yeah. 
There's no arguing it. Right. And the people who are arguing it are fanboys, and that's all they care about is well, their, sure, their yeah. love of, of Chase Elliott. Yeah. And Chase Elliott's very talented. But again, I'll go back to this. He's a champion of NASCAR. That is not how, I remember a famous thing when Clint Boyer and Jeff Gordon had their fight in Phoenix. That's one of the most famous fights in NASCAR because of what Jeff Gordon did. And the spotter came on Clint Boyer's radio and said, that was a real act of a champion, wasn't it? You're a champion of the sport. You're the face of NASCAR. You can't mm. be behaving like a little whiny baby because yeah. someone got into you. When you've gotten into other people plenty of times, mm. right? Yeah. It, I, I, and all right. So, so yesterday it came down. Chase Elliott was suspended. Mm-hmm. So then immediately it goes to who's taking over the car for this weekend. Yep. Who's going to slide in there? Well, the guy who everyone probably thought it was going to be, Josh Berry, can't be him because the Xfinity Series is out in Portland, Oregon. The Cup is in St. Louis. Yeah. It's not very, very easy to go from Portland <laughs> to St. Louis. No. In half a day. So they had to get someone to fill in the, for this car. And Hendrick Motorsports and Rick Hendrick is very smart. They're a very smart organization. Because all they're doing now is they're turning this into positive press. Because the guy they got to fill in, Travis, is Corey LaJoy. Mm-hmm. Now, why is this so interesting and why is this positive press? Corey LaJoy, when he was, I think, five years old, wrote a letter to Rick Hendrick saying, one day I'm going to drive for you. And Corey has done amazing things in an underfunded team. And a lot of people said that when Alex Bowman became the driver of the 48, that it should have been Corey LaJoy. And he is very well respected within the NASCAR community. He also got in trouble earlier this year for taking out someone and manipulating a result of a race. And he admitted it on his podcast and didn't get fined or penalized for NASCAR because it's a NASCAR owned podcast. So that's okay. Yeah. Um, but Corey LaJoy is going to fill in for Chase Elliott. So they're taking that, ah, oh, this kid, all he's ever wanted to do is drive for Hendrick Motorsports. You know, that was a, a, as a, a five, six, seven-year-old. He wrote a letter saying he wanted to drive one of my cars one day. And by golly, look, now he's getting that opportunity. Hmm. And all the fans can go, look, he's getting an opportunity. A small, He's only been on small teams. Now he's going to be on one of the biggest teams. And we can really see what he can do. Yeah. And everyone's trying to control the narrative. Yes, exactly. They're trying to control it and make it seem like, no, this is a good thing that Chase Elliott is suspended. It's a good thing. But, Travis, here's my thing. And you know me. I love doomsday scenarios. Mm-hmm. I love let's go crazy. So I'm going to go crazy. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. What if Corey LaJoy wins on Sunday? Yeah. That would lock him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And let's say that for whatever reason, because of the suspension and being injured earlier this year, Chase Elliott does not win before we get to the playoffs. And Chase Elliott misses the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Does Rick Hendrick get Corey LaJoy to run in his car? Mm. Does the sponsor say, wait a minute, we want to sponsor a playoff driver. Chase Elliott isn't a playoff driver. Get the guy who won a race in our car back in our car. Yeah. Hmm. 
That would be uh, quite the conundrum. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's definitely something to think about, I think. It's it's definitely an interesting situation. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. And you have to think that Corey LaJoy, who is a free agent at the end of this year, is licking his chops saying, come on, like, let me go prove to everyone. And I, I, I'm not criticizing Corey LaJoy for getting the ride. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I love how that's what they're doing. And they can make us the argument of, oh, well, Josh Berry is in Portland. The Xfinity race can't make it happen. There's also rumors that Josh Berry is signing with Stuart Haas Racing and that a contract announcement should be coming very soon on that. Stuart Haas is a Ford team. Hendrick, one of the top Chevy teams. They don't want to help someone who's going to be a competitor next year. No. So why would they give him more seat time in this new car? You, you wouldn't. It'd be silly to do that. So mm. I think there's some of that, too, in the background. But they're using the Portland excuse. So for Rick Hendrick and Hendrick Motorsports, they're probably super glad that Chase Lake got suspended this week because there's no way for the Xfinity driver to fill in. No way. Mm-hmm. Can't make it. So they don't have to worry about, well, why isn't Josh Berry filling in? He's hired to beat. He filled in for Chase before. He knows the team. He filled in for Alex Bowman until this weekend. Why is he not filling in now? Because mm-hmm. he's going to Ford. That's yeah. that's what I think. Mm-hmm. So Always always something oh, yeah. at the surface at play. Yes. They're very shrewd, Everywhere. Travis. Everywhere. And... I don't. I. What else are they going to do to try to spin this into a, a positive? I mean, that's just something in that their situation. Yeah. That they try to do. Yeah. That's what they're trying. So, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, I, again, I think what Chase Elliott did was wrong. I think that any driver who does that is wrong. Mm-hmm. because you don't know what can happen. We saw in the IndyCar race a tire fly into the stands. Now, luckily, there was no one at that point. It hit an opening. Mm-hmm. But if Denny Hamlin goes head first into that wall, and let's say a tire flies off and goes into the catch fence or goes over the catch fence or flies through the fence. We've seen cars fly through the fence. Yeah, we have. Who's to say? Mm-hmm. All so. Right. I'm just, I'm not a fan of it. So, anyways, pick them. So, uh, I went with Kyle Larson. You did. And he ended up finishing in 30th. Yes. Had an accident late in the race. That's what I was talking about, by the way, with the track. The best driver in NASCAR, Kyle Larson, spun out on his own. Mm. And ended his race because the track was difficult. Hmm. So who did you go with? Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. And he finished in sixth. Yes. And so that's another win for that's you. That's another win. But Travis, don't give up hope. You're still only four points back. A win gets you five. Yeah. You were back further earlier this year and you got a win. Mm-hmm. So we head to Gateway. Yeah. 
I need here in it. St. Louis, your track. I need it, yeah. You've been here. I haven't. I have. You have firsthand experience. I have. I've been there. Going back? Mm, maybe. We'll have to talk off the air. Ah, maybe. Fun. Now, if you aren't planning, you're running out of time. It's nearly sold out. Second straight year would be nearly sold out, which is fantastic that a new track for the second straight year possibly is selling out. Yeah. It's a good thing for NASCAR. So, um, but yeah, that is our, uh, our pick em. That's our pick em, So I'll try to get back in it. Yes. Yes. Get back in it. Now, before we, we, we head to sports history, Travis, uh huh. I said I had something special today. A Wednesday I missed yesterday. special. Wednesday yes. special. And you want to know what I'm, I'm calling it? What are you doing? It's way back Wednesday. Way back Wednesday. Because the ball is going to go way back, 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 back. Okay. As Chris Berman used to say. I dig that, yes. So I can't do I didn't I missed Dinger Tuesday, but we're doing way back Wednesday instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going with Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. He's going up against your guy, Patrick Corbin. He is, yeah. So I'll I'll go I'll go Mookie to get a home run today. Hmm. I dig it. I mean, really you could pick anyone from that game because the starting pitching is not great on either side, but I dig it. So, there you go. All right, you ready for sports history? Because we got uh, a fun one today. This day in sports history. All yes. right, let's get it. Well, let's, let's go to yesterday. Um, Michael Jordan scored 54 points in a Bulls win that tied the 1993 Eastern Conference Finals against the Knicks at 2-2. That's the most points that any player has scored against the Knicks in a playoff game. 54-point outburst by Jordan came after his 3-for-18 performance in Game 3, although the Bulls still ended up winning that game by 20. So, even though they won by 20, Jordan was happy. Of course. Of course um, all right. Now, today, May 31st, on this date in 1996, Cleveland's Albert Bell decides to use his forearm to break up a double play in the eighth inning versus Milwaukee. Fernando Vina is clearly shaken up on the play, but the benches don't clear, and Bell receives no suspension from the league. And hmm. Just a little forearm shiver, a little, little yeah. hop two. Yeah. No, no harm, no foul, right? Exactly. That's right. <laughs> On this day back in 2007, LeBron James scored 25 consecutive points in the fourth quarter of the Eastern Conference Finals in a double overtime win over the Pistons. Yep. This was that LeBron team that he carried to the finals. Yep. And then I they got there that. and he had nothing left. Mm-hmm. I remember that well. Yes, 25 straight. And one you're going to remember well, Travis. On this date in 2018, J.R. Smith's clock mismanagement gaffe at the end of regulation cost Cleveland an opportunity to seal game one of the NBA Finals Golden State. The Warriors went on to sweep the Cavs in LeBron James's final games of his second stint with Cleveland. Yep. A lot of people say it was this game that told LeBron to get out of Cleveland. Yep, I remember the, the, the meme. You, what? Yep. <laughs> the meme, yep. Pointing at the clock. Mm-hmm. What is he thinking? J.R., what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, that's that's an important thing. That's like one of the first yeah. things they teach you in basketball is to always know the score and the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And furthermore, if LeBron James is yelling at you to do something, you do it. You should probably do it. J.R. Yeah. Smith, the only reason you're in Cleveland is because of LeBron James. So mm-hmm. do what he says. Yeah, that would be wise to listen. So there you go. That's uh, sports history. That's your this date in sports history. 
All right. I think that... That does it. I think that does it. I'm cleared everything off the Done deck. Done and dusted. Off the schedule. All right. So let's call it a show. We'll have some uh, some finals to preview tomorrow, right? We will. We'll be previewing the uh, NBA uh, finals. Game one starts tomorrow night. Yeah. So we'll be NBA-centric. And you'll hear it right tomorrow. here. On, well, not right here, but over there. On over there on 98.9. So NBA finals preview coming at you tomorrow as well as we'll be back to or recap those baseball and uh, softball games uh, today from uh, local sports and everything in MLB, uh, the Cubs game to recap. Yes. And so much more in and store. can I break our over streak with a little bit way back Wednesday? If I do, Travis, I think we're, we're moving Dinger Tuesday. Say, are we starting a new tradition? Yeah, then? yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll see if those hit today. So uh, we uh, will be uh, back then, and I thought this bed was longer. It's only a short little bed. That's I guess. okay. Yeah, just put it on loop. I like it. Thanks for listening, and thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>